Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW, I'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities that are guaranteed to lift your spirits. You're going to do what to us? I'm mesmerized by that big airplane that I can see in the sky. I've never seen it before. Look, have you seen them do that? Just... Flying. It must be a test drive. Oh, yeah. A from test, Boeing. <laughs> a test drive. Yes, it's a test drive of the plane in the air. It's I'm looking at Seattle, I-90, I I yes. 405, and there's uh, No, that's quite common for the yeah. Seattle area. You know, there's an airport just right over there. So, what know, do you know? SeaTac. I don't know if you ever heard of it. I have. I don't go there. <laughs> I don't like it, but it's all good. Yeah, they do that. Well, we made it. It's two-hour drive. It's It was an exciting drive. We got to talk a lot, and we listened to the show before Conscious Talk, or uh, the ladies' It was hour. Conscious Talk, yeah, with Diana Clark. That was yep. really awesome. Mm-hmm. Great show. So this morning, I first of all want to bring up uh, who's my guest next week is Angie Peacock. She's been on the show twice. She's a vet who is doing amazing things. Uh, she's in, uh, involved in a lot of uh, anti-pharmaceutical stuff. She's off all of her meds. She's helping vets all over the country and doing amazing work. And the blessing is, and I didn't mean this to happen, but Medicating Normal, the movie that she's in, is showing Tuesday at Seattle University. Uh, that's 630, uh, November 19th, 630 at night. I was going to go. I found out in Hawaii that she was the movie was playing, and then she just told me yesterday that she's coming along for the ride. So I'm really excited. I get to meet her in person and have her on the show Friday. Uh, I invite you to check out the Medicating Normal page like it and it's very informational gives you some great information on you know basically how to taper off how to maybe not take the meds and there's other things you could do for anxiety so it's a really amazing uh page please like that and angie peacock you can like her on facebook if you'd like to go uh you could reach out to me dina marie on facebook lift your spirits with dina marie and um i'll get you some tickets all right then well this is a very spontaneous amazing show we're gonna have Joining me this morning is Mr. Van Conner. Hello, Dina. Thanks for having me yet again. <laughs> We're on our way to Leavenworth. Correct. I just decided to swing on by we the studio. We just came by. Floor's <laughs> stuck in traffic, and here we are. It's yeah. so fun to just do the right thing and go with the flow. Yeah. I-90. And then we're going to Scalatu Retreat uh, to stay with a friend of mine. And uh, sh- I mentored her since she was 16. Now she owns Scalatu Retreat in uh Winthrop, up by Winthrop. Up by Winthrop, Carlton, Washington. I just feel, and we're going to stop by Leavenworth and meet another young lady, Maggie Messler. And she was mentored from me in uh, Snohomish, bless her beautiful heart, and she just tried out for the American Idol. And it's just amazing to watch these kids blossom and bloom after spending about an hour once a week with them after school in uh, Snohomish at a coffee spot in it was called Wired and Plugged, and a lot of musicians came out of that. They're still playing music, and of course, you know, I have them on my show, and I support all that, and Van Connor, you are a musician. That's right, and I'm bringing my guitar today <laughs> to head over there, and i um, going to swing through Ellensburg, where I grew up, and a lot of music history there. I noticed that there's an article in one of the big newspapers about that, that had some pictures of us when I was in the band Screaming Trees, and... Um, people were talking about it online because Mudhoney is playing Yakima and apparently they hadn't played there forever. And so the, everybody was going down memory line. Remember when Screaming Trees <laughs> played there? And, you know. Remember when Less is More with music and how amazing that was? Yes. Well, and now it's kind of come back to that, I think. Just like a lot of things is people want to see music made by the people from start to end. 
instead of going through a big corporation or and you don't have to anymore. So. It's more organic. Correct. And Correct. intimate. And intimate. And intimate, yeah. And you get to meet the people. So some name of the some of the bands that was playing that were playing with you in Ellensburg. Oh, Ellensburg. In Ellensburg, well, we had our little scene there, but we, you know, well, we had Screaming Trees. A lot of the bands from back then weren't really known, but we had people coming through. We had national acts even swing by. We had a, at the library there, there's a place called Hal Home Center, which is a little kind of, everybody has one in their town, you know, like the Elks Lodge or whatever that has a little place where you can have shows. And we just put it on shows and people start coming. Bands like Mud Honey, Nirvana. Uh, the Melvins, I think, came through. I can't remember. Uh, then there was local bands like King Crab. They were called. They toured Europe and did a record. There's a there just was all sorts of people. Steve Fisk, who now I think he's still in charge of the music at Experience Music Project. You know, there's a lot of people came out of there, and I noticed that Mark Pickerel, the old drummer from Screaming Trees, who still plays all the time, he's part of music. The airport gigs for you. Gigs for you. He's part of that. Yeah, Sea Tac Airport. Speaking of correct, and I did notice. Speaking of music at Sea Tac Airport, that Duff McKagan is the voice of <laughs> of security or whatever who comes on and says, "Hey, this is Duff." I start laughing, dude. I'm surprised he didn't say, "Dude, it's Duff." <laughs> but he says, "You know, pick up your junk and don't leave it laying around." And it's the guitar player of Guns N' Roses telling you that, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, this is the time of year that I really want to educate people on buying stuff. So I I started 10 years ago doing experiences. So instead of buying, you know, plastic toys from someplace, we have no idea where they're coming from, buying experience. And I think music is the huge, like taking your kids to a concert or a local musician uh, buying CDs and actually, or even having them to your house for the holidays and playing in your home, um, that type of stuff. Also, Making sure that you you buy the gift of health is one thing I do. You can buy massages. You can buy um, trips places, retreats, um, of course, classes. But in the end, think twice before buying material stuff. Right. And so over the last couple years, what did I help you do, Van Connor? Well, the last few years, I lived in probably close to a 3,000-square-foot house, and I was a collector of things shopping at Goodwill, yard sales, all that stuff, which started because of my music stuff. I'd always be looking for old gear and stuff like that. But then I became very entrenched in the world of collectibles, filled up room after room at my house, kept adding on to the house, more rooms, not necessarily hoarding, but an outsider may believe with my music gear, maybe. But that's tools of the trade (laughs) and records. I know. So when you moved out, where did all that stuff go? That stuff had to go to two or more storage units. <laughs> two or more storage units. I mean, my car became a storage. My cars became storage unit. The truck became a storage unit. I mean, everything. Was it was storage. so much stuff. So I wanted, I, and I moved to Marysville, and I had a house that was packed with stuff again. And I still had two storage units, a smaller place. And then over the next year or two, I moved around, lived a lot of different places, did a lot of things, and I realized towards the end of it, and now when I look back on it, I mean, I didn't touch most of that stuff for those two years. I mean, I never, I missed it. There was a few things at the front of the storage unit, like a guitar here, or some records, or this or that, a few little, probably like four feet of space 
I'd say camping giant, gear. That's probably camping about it. was the most <laughs> camping was the most used. Um, but now I'm as I just am writing down in front of me, you know, I really have a lot more stuff I can get rid of. And I moved now I live in a two bedroom little place, probably about eight hundred square feet or something. And I've gotten rid of so much. I got rid of my storage units. I just have everything in that house. Now, I still have so much stuff I haven't touched. But there's things now that you don't need to have in your house. Books. You don't need all those books. I I think I'm going to pick about 10, 15 books. I used to have hundreds of books. Uh, records. I used to have thousands, over 1,000 records. Um, I think I'm down to about 500. <laughs> Yeah. Those are hard. I don't know how I'm going to get rid of those. Well, what's the, you said the three things that are hard for you to get rid of. Tools. Tools, collectibles, there's four. Tools, collectibles, music gear, and keepsakes. Like my mom's stuff from when she passed away. Uh, family. My um, We found my little onesie from when I was born. <laughs> it was in my mom's stuff. Um, I got about, oh, family photo albums mm-hmm. from like turn of the century. Where they just start, I have a tin, those little tin foil, or they're made out of tin pictures. I mean, my family has all these pictures. I don't really know. I I was just thinking as you were talking, maybe I could just pick a box, one box, put all my, pick. Okay, this really is important to me. Put it in the box. Then take the rest and just give it to my family members and say, here. And if they don't want it, it's up to them to throw away. And the first time we went through your storage unit, it was painful. I mean, just to get rid of anything. It was painful in more ways than one. Because the last, you know, five years, so I went through major life changes that were pro- it's a lot of them were negative. And I was looking at things from my former life that I was mourning. And that makes it really hard. I think people don't talk about that. You see these magazine articles like, get rid of all your clutter. It's like, it's not that easy. It actually can be very detrimental to your health. While you're doing it. Afterwards, you have the big... Aha moment. Yeah. It's grieving. And grieving is a process. Right. You helped me. I remember I had to take you with me, basically, to my storage unit. And I'd be, like, a mess. Like, like mentally damaged, maybe crying. I mean, just, like, looking at, what do I do? You feel overwhelmed. But once that stuff... Like, now I'm down to the house. But now I'm excited just looking at this list I just wrote. I'm like, wow, maybe I get down even more. And then, guess what? Footloose and fancy free. <laughs> like Dina Marie. <laughs> That's right. Then I can move. Like, my house is going to month to month here real soon. And you know what? If We were just talking about that. If I want to move here, get a new job, do that. And as soon as Bernie gets elected, then we'll have health care. <laughs> we have stickers on our cards. Scary. Yeah. Anyways, but the whole, the word freedom. And what I've learned over many years and losing my stuff and processing things that remind me of my former life or people, places, and activities that... Maybe at one point lifted my spirits or didn't. But those memories can kind of, I could say, kick your butt when you're, you're just walking around your own house. You can see things. If you have stuff that does not feel good and you're still holding on to it, it triggers you all day long. Just like listening to a song from your past. Well, I have a question for you. What do you think it is? Like I just pictured at my house right now, there's a picture of a knight on the wall, like a knight in shining armor. And you had mentioned something about... Um, that picture brought back some bad memories. Now, we don't have to talk about what those memories are, but I'm just wondering why, what is it about me that I just like that picture so much? I bought it for probably a dollar at a yard sale 
seven or eight years ago, and it's been hanging on my wall, and I know it irritates you, and to me, it's just like kind of like, oh, that's neat, but it really tears me up to get let it go. I say knights are like hitmen for the king. That's why they. Yeah. That's not really knight in shining armor anymore. They're right. hitmen, but that's what I see yeah. when I see it. And you, uh, you have to go back. Here's my hypnotherapy counseling seven or eight years ago. Were you in a good place? I think when I got that, I it was more like a find. See, when you're into collectibles, you're like, wow, that's from the seventies, and that's like. I had one when I was a little. My dad had that picture on the wall, that kind of thing. Um, however, I'm just wondering what it is mentally that why hold on to things. Why is the big deal? Why can't I just throw that away? Then, it's just a piece of wood that costs a dollar. I don't know. That's the part. All I know is the less stuff I have, the less stuff I need, the less stuff I buy, the more freedom I have. And again, I just moved out of my place. So I even have less stuff than I've ever had. And it was still. I was kind of grumpy for two weeks. I was yeah. really tra- uh, traumatized by going through my stuff again. So I think what we're going to do is talk after the break a little bit more about less is more and bring on Laura. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Curious about whales in the Pacific Northwest? Orca Network's Langley Whale Center celebrates and shares the lives of gray whales, orcas, and other marine mammals of the Salish Sea. The Langley Whale Center is a project of Orca Network, a nonprofit that is based on Whidbey Island. The Langley Whale Center gives Orca Network the opportunity to have a public presence to share the excitement about the whales and marine mammals who are our neighbors. The Whale Center in Langley gives visitors and residents alike a chance to learn more about the endangered southern resident orcas who visit our area and about the North Puget Sound gray whales, a small, unique population of gray whales who find sustenance in the waters of Saratoga Passage and Possession Sound each March through May. Check out the Orca Network and Lingley Whale Center on Facebook for the latest whale sightings, educational programs and events, or visit orcanetwork.org for more information. You'll be glad you did. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whidbey Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. So are you interested in green building, energy efficiency, and sustainable practices? The Northwest Eco-Building Guild is a 501c3 community of builders, designers, suppliers, and homeowners concerned with ecological building in the Pacific Northwest. The Guild empowers people through educational activities, classes, and events through the year. To learn more on how to go solar, conserve water, lower your energy bills, and create a healthy home environment, visit ecobuilding.org forward slash Seattle today. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie, and that is off our album called Coming Back Again. So during Van's getting less is more, going through his stuff, grieving. I actually grieved a little bit, too, because I'd been divorced and I didn't really process as much as I thought I had. Uh, But watching you go through that, we did some healing. And then uh, you had your daughter over one day in the middle of our less is more getting rid of stuff. And we wrote that song about the stuff that weighs us down. 
Right. Yeah, we, uh, and that was, I think, right after I first moved all my stuff into storage units. And I had so much stuff that was weighing me down. And for whatever reason, that song just reminded me that I'm I'm trying to put together a new band. And if anybody knows me on Camino Island, <laughs> give me a call. I'm on Facebook, Van Connor or Van P. Connor at gmail.com. Shout out for a drummer. Anybody yeah, want to play music? Drummer. Of course, the first 20 probably won't make the cut. But it, it goes back <laughs> to you going through your stuff and then watching me with no stuff and kind of wondering... I guess maybe a lot of people are out there like right now thinking they have way too much stuff and they want to downsize. And I always say the first thing to do is just get a brown paper bag, go through your house and pick up something, say, what is this and why have I carried it around for so many years? Put it in the bag, take it to one of those little drop off things, close again. Don't look. Just grab it out of the closet and throw it in a bag because everyone has way too many clothes. I mean, I've been living out of a suitcase. It works. It really does. Less less thought into what you're, you have to wear that day. Do you think that we need to get in touch with why is it so hard to throw things away? Why? I mean, I mean, until, uh, what, 20 years ago or so, just think of how few storage units you saw around. Um, now it's such a huge business just to have all these storage units and, and just put stuff in them. And I don't know, what do you think it is about society today versus 20, 30 years ago that makes people hold on to things? Madmen, corporate, advertising. You are not good enough unless you buy stuff. You're not the the best house. You don't have the best lawn. I mean, I was there where I went out and I bought stuff. I was talking about Christmas, 12 gifts for each kid that had to be exactly the same price. Ridiculous. It was totally ridiculous. But you can – I was talking to someone about um, uh, relationships. When we were growing up, you saw perfect relationships on the television. We know for a fact that it's not like that. Re- reality is not what we're seeing on television so I guess the more I step away from TV and the more I'm in nature, which is what Legacy Agreeing is all about, is getting in touch with what we came here to do. And that's why we're going to Scalitude. When you go to Scalitude Retreat, they're sustainable. They're, they're off the grid. It will rock your world to understand there's a whole other way of living. And in the studio with us is Laura Elfline. And that's what you've been doing the third uh, Fridays on. Is, is, it's basically the Green Builders. There's so many more opportunities to do less is more. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for bringing me in, Dina. Marie, this is uh, Laura Elfline. I'm owner of Mighty House Construction and Mighty Energy Solutions, uh, a sustainable remodeling company, and a company, uh, Mighty Energy is a company that sells infrared heating, and so less is definitely more. We are always advocating for that every day, all hours of the day, <laughs> more hours than I probably should, um, and... Um, that's also a part of the Northwest Eco Building Guild, the organization that we're, I'm deeply involved with and focusing on educating around how to do that with your home itself, the structure of what you're living in. So we've been talking a lot about the stuff we bring into our homes, but a lot of times with the Northwest Eco Building Guild, we're talking about the home itself, how to use less energy, how to use less, have less toxins in your home, how to do less of lots of different things. Maybe not even do more square footage. Keep your square footage where it is. Just use their space more effectively and more efficiently. And, you know, a smaller home brings your family yeah. closer together. Isn't it that what the holidays does. are about? <laughs> for good and bad, right? Well, for <laughs> <I've>, good. <laughs> I've been lamenting uh, a lot recently as my daughters are now 13-year-olds, and their bedrooms are right across the hall from us. 
our bedroom and we have an open concept in the rest of the house. And I'm realizing we have no privacy. They go to bed after us. There's no time in our home where my husband and I can just be us alone. <laughs> and that's because and we have a small home and it works 85% of the time and that 15% of the time that we want some privacy and just to be by ourselves, it's really hard sometimes. I like that, though, because I had that no door closed. Uh, and you, it, it is frustrating, and you're right, you're, you get exhausted because you're, you're never really sleeping. But in the end, I always knew what my kids were up to. And what mm-hmm. happens in a big home, kids get lost. I mean, they yeah. really do get lost. The doors start to close, and pretty soon you have no idea what they're doing. And it's convenient because you're so busy, you don't have time anyways. And so, I don't know if it was in Alaska, but there was a group where their houses are so small that they have to spend more time outside. Mm. And then what happens? If you're outside with Mother Nature and you guys are probably working in a garden or something, your life is going to change. And that's what I love to promote. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's a little harder when you live in in the city. Then you sometimes worry about your kids being out past certain hours without older folks around to keep witness and... Keep it's attention, true. but it's true. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Where I grew up, we could just be outside for sure. We were saying the other day we don't see any kids outside anymore, and that's kind of heartbreaking. But getting back to the less is more. Yeah. It's just before you move forward this year, stop. Think about the stuff you really <clears throat> need. Maybe purchase less or buy yourself an experience. Uh, and again, how much storage do you want to keep? How about the price of that storage van? Oh, it's crazy. I I probably spent last year, I think it was like $15,000 on storage. Fifteen grand. That's a car. That's know? four trips to Hawaii plus another one. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and you don't notice it because it's like, is it fifteen grand? No, that can't be. Oh, it's over three years. Fifteen grand over three years probably, yeah. That's still a lot of money. Yeah. That's, stuff that's that you a use. trip to Hawaii every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It is. And so, again, just everybody just stop before you go out and start buying. Because I see people already out there doing it. Just just think about it. And I just it was one morning after Christmas. I saw all the paper and I worked at a grocery store and I, I knew how much we were throwing in the, the baler. What was going good things were going in the garbage. And I just stopped it. And then we went to Leavenworth. It's, that's our first experience as Christmas. We just didn't do it. We went to Christmas uh, in Leavenworth. We had a really good time sledding. In fact, the kids said that was the best Christmas ever because we were together and, and having fun, but I didn't have to take things back. I didn't have to throw the paper away. I didn't have to find places for things we did not need. Mm-hmm. And plus, I didn't get sick. I always got sick because I was shopping at a mall under fluorescent lights, drinking way too much coffee. And let's look at the seasons. This is not a time to go out and get crazy. This is a time to hibernate, take care of yourself, and be with family and friends Absolutely. and clean out your closets. No, just kidding. <laughs> But working on it. You're working on it. Well, um, I think we'll take one more break. Uh, you're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Stay tuned. Living Shelter Architects offers innovative design solutions for healthy and resilient homes, restorative small businesses, and mission-driven organizations with the goal of positively impacting our community and our planet. They strive to make sustainable design affordable and accessible. Based in Issaquah, Washington, they serve their Pacific Northwest clients from the San Juan Islands to the Yakima wine country. For a free consultation, visit livingshelter.com today. Aloha! Join me, Dina Marie, on the island of Kauai. 
Let me be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. You'll receive daily healing sessions and experience fun, interactive outings to some of my favorite places, sacred sites, secluded beaches, and sunrises that will lift your spirits. Go beyond the tourist spots, meet fascinating locals, and leave with amazing memories. Retreats are based on your schedule and budget. For more information, visit liftyourspiritswithdinamarie.com. Mighty House Construction is a family business that knows a well-crafted, comfortable, and healthy home can also be resilient, eco-friendly, and energy efficient. They also know that a home that uses less energy to do more things is a home that is built right and will save you money every day. Mighty House Construction has been bridging comfort, quality, and sustainability in Seattle homes for more than 10 years. See their work and learn more about their process at MightyHomeConstruction.com. Studies have shown that time spent in nature provides healing benefits, especially at Scalitude Retreat, an off-grid sanctuary in the beautiful Methow Valley. Set amongst old-growth trees with expansive mountain views and endless peace and quiet, Scalitude gives the experience of wilderness with the comforts of home. The facilities can sleep two to 25 guests for retreats, family reunions, weddings, or just a gathering of friends wanting a rejuvenating getaway. Check our calendar for special events including yoga, vision quest, shamanism, personal health and wellness, and more. Come visit. Just being here is reason enough. See us online at scalitude.com. That's S-K-A-L-I-T-U-D-E dot com. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Lauren Elf, Laura Elfline is in the studio with us. We did have like a changing of the guards. Traffic was a little bit fun. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like today is sort of in slow motion <laughs> so far. Even though I've been up since 5 a.m., the whole day has just sort of been the slow motion day. And traffic has just emulated that yep. feeling. It's Mercury retrograde and a full moon. I don't know what's going on, but I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's talk. Yeah. So one of the things that I was thinking about before this for this show this week is that we are on the cusp of Black Friday and the holiday madness and um, just, you know, taking a big breath around that and like thinking about how to do things differently every year, thinking about how to how to make sure don't get caught up in that spin like you've been talking about being that person at Target at 4 a.m. buying all the plastic things from China. We don't we don't want to do that. And we know we don't want to do that. So how do we think ahead and how do we you know, use the holidays as a as another opportunity to practice sustainability? And again, I didn't <clears throat> know any better because I was doing all that stuff. And like I was telling you at break. I had to be the Grinch and dress up to promote this video that came out. And I watched the movie too many times, but then I started thinking about landfills and how much stuff I have thrown away and how many. Then I started recycling, of course. And now we don't know where that stuff's going. But it's just, it, it's just we need to stop. Mm-hmm. We don't have, we, we're not sustainable. The earth cannot handle this anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I know, I remember someone at one point saying to me, what's wrong with me buying water bottles all the time? And He's like, I recycle them. I said, you know what? It's not, it's not about the recycling of the water bottles. It's reducing, reusing, and then recycling. And actually, now you can look it up. There's like a list of like 10 R's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like this big cycle now that they talk about and salvaging and 
gift regifting and everything and and so just being really mindful to reduce first and foremost every single time you know I was thinking about that um, yesterday when I was traveling around the city and I was like oh I'm going over there for this meeting I also have that other thing that I need to pick up and that's relatively in the same area I should factor in time to do it then so I don't have to make another trip not only does that save my time but it saves on the carbon that my car's putting out mm-hmm. to make that trip again so just thinking of that through every single moment of the day and, and like when I was in <clears throat> Kauai the last time there's plastic all over the yeah. beach a lot of it is the broken toys plastic toys mm-hmm. uh, it's heartbreaking it's part of the sand now you can't you can't go to a beach and not see it anymore but I started using all my um, glass containers over and over again I mean I used to get Tupperware. Now I don't. Uh, uh, Cloth napkins, uh, using towels, or just there's so many things we can do, but you have to be so conscious. Right. Pretty much all day long. Because sometimes I walk into a store, I'm hungry, I pull out a plastic container, put the salad in it, get in my car and go, oh my God, I I just did something. I'm totally against, I did it anyway. So convenience, right? And I think we have to give ourselves some some latitude and forgiveness. I think there's definitely for me a lot of guilt around things that I do that I know to do better. And but sometimes it's just what you have to do. It's about living in your best moment in that moment of your life. And so sometimes that best moment isn't about preparing your lunch ahead of time and you end up going to a store and buying it in a plastic container, you know. And sometimes it is. It's doing that for weeks on end and just really trying to give yourself forgiveness for doing the best you can. I think one of the things I talk a lot about in sustainable building is having the conversation with yourself and with others about why you're making the decision you're making. Why does that decision make sense? You know, some we really encourage folks to use more sustainable um, products for their decking materials, for instance. And um, sometimes they just choose cedar, which even though it's a local wood, it needs to be maintained all the time. It gets replaced all the time. It's a lot of labor and um, energy that goes into that and then and more carbon output. And yet, there's lots of people who choose cedar for a whole lot of reasons. But the fact that we have the conversation and that they think it through and then make a decision that cedar is the best solution for them at that time, that's an act of sustainability because you've been thinking it through and you've chosen what's working best for your family at that moment and that's one thing we I you know the sustainability but also toxicity and, and you've been on the show many times and I, I love going to that way because people don't know I just you know I know this I don't buy candles that are toxic you know I buy the, the beeswax and I know what's in them and stuff but just the stuff in your home that you think is trendy and lovely and this and that even toys made of plastic or like we were talking about carpets or, or even your clothes I mean all those things you buy can also make you ill. Yeah. If that's not a good incentive is to, to think twice about buying is and buying less because we don't know what's in those clothes. Right, right, yeah. And actually that makes me think about um, your bedroom in and of itself where you store those clothes that have chemicals in the fabric and your mattress and your pillows and all the other fabrics in your space and maybe flooring. Like you're, you spend, ideally, eight hours a day in your bedroom. A third of your life is spent in your bedroom. So making that as least toxic as possible is really critical to your overall health. And I want to say, God bless you, Soaring Heart in Bellevue. Yeah. Because they gave me a pillow. And it really does make a difference. The, what's in your pillows, 
what's in your bedding. And just like you said, just that part and having your window slightly open and really thinking twice about burning those candles in your home when you have little kids or anything. But they were talking about cribs. Just think about babies. And and they might have this weird allergy and you don't know what it is. Check out what you're putting on them. Oh, gosh. Baby Johnson & Johnson, most toxic stuff you will ever come across. And my grandson was sick all the time. I'm like, quit putting that in his bath. And, of course, the, the rash went away. Yeah. That not that heartbreaking? It's heartbreaking. Oh. It's heartbreaking. They've spent decades and decades and decades saying that they were safest for your babies, and they just, nev- they just never, never were. were. <laughs> never were. Still aren't. Let's talk yeah. petroleum-based products. Hello. <laughs> I was working at Albertsons, and they said, hey, what lotion would you want? You know, here's huge amounts of supplies of this stuff. I go, not one of these things I put on my body. If you would like to walk over to the baking aisle, I have olive oil and coconut oil. Which would, Those are the ones you want to put on your body because your body is a breathing, your skin, mm-hmm. it breathes. Yeah. Why don't you put a plastic bag over your body and see how that feels? That's <laughs> petroleum, right? Right. And petroleum's in everything. Yeah. So I think, you know, this holiday season, we just really need to focus. Focus on the trips that you're taking to the stores. Focus on... Um, where you're buying your things and how they support the environment and healthy solutions. You know, next two Fridays from now is Black Friday. But the following week, we have Giving Tuesday. (laughs) So if you can avoid some of the Black Friday and just going out and being lured by sale prices for things that you may or may not even need, then um, and maybe even opt outside. REI has our big hashtag opt outside program where they say, Avoid all the shopping on Friday and Black Friday. Go on a hike. Go on a, in a boat. Go do something for your body. Go forest bathe and um, take care of yourself. And see how you feel. If you went to the mall all day or how you took your kids to the beach or for a walk in the woods, and how do you feel when you get home? And, and notice how your kids feel, too. Yeah. Oh kids my do gosh. not want to shop. I mean, they do. They want they stuff. Do. They want to hang out there. But kids... I see people dragging little kids around. I'm like, they don't want to be in that mall. And I want to go too, before break is is local, buying local, yeah. and um, buying from uh, mm-hmm. or volunteering. But I used to be the director of Snohomish, and I know how important it is to buy from the merchants. It's Main Street program is what it was, and and not go to the mall. Or now we have Amazon. So I, this is a, in the mm-hmm. next year or two. This is everything's going to change. Yep. Everything's going to change. Yep, yep, yep. I think um, one of the we do have Amazon, and that's that's super convenient, especially if you have gifts you're sending elsewhere in the in the states. But you can still really be picky on Amazon. You know, they have all those detailed photos. You can kind of get a sense of quality. Sometimes the comments and the question and answer things will often have things about um, the product. I bought a um, boiling water pitcher for my counter, and. Uh, I researched and researched and found one that didn't have any plastics on the inside where the water's touching, except for very at the very tip of the spout. There's just a little bit of plastic, but the rest of the thing doesn't have any plastic on the inside, and that was really important to me, and I only found that out because I did my research. I wanted to do something better. I wanted to make that choice for our family, and my actually, I bring that same unit to my office, so I'm making that choice for my staff as well. Even though it was a little bit more of expensive of, of a unit, it's a healthier solution for us all. The pros and cons. Because you think you're not driving to the store to get things, but yet they're driving to you to deliver it. Mm-hmm. But yet you're saying, too, that you can research things and maybe buy from someone in our country or buy something that's healthier. 
it's it, we just we have so many choices. That's why I can't go to Whole Foods anymore. I can't walk in because I am so overwhelmed. I literally walk out and they're like nothing. I can't get anything because I, I don't know what to buy. <laughs> what could I buy? But you know, I do like Trader Joe's a little bit because it's pretty much nice. It's nice stuff. It's inexpensive, but it's it's less is more for me too. My mind yeah. can only handle so much information right now. Yeah, I think the the biggest issue we've had with Trader Joe's over the years is the packaging. But they've definitely made some commitments to upgrading that and doing better around the packaging. I think the although you know it might be overwhelming to go to Whole Foods, at least you know you're going to a store who's committed to being choosing products that are healthy for you or healthier than other products, even if they can't find the perfect solution. And so you can make good or better choices there. One of my coolest things is I bought one of those big old baskets and it's my purse. And you just, you never need, they, people are like, that's such a great idea. You know, you just bring in this big basket as long as you're not shopping for a huge family. Right. But I try to shop, you know, so I don't throw food away. That's another thing, not to buy so much that it's buried in the back and you go through it and you, you now you're checking good food Ah, less is more again. But just to have that little basket all the time, I, any even clothes stores, mm-hmm. I bring it in. I look silly. Sometimes I think I'm shoplifting, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to have a bag. Right. And then I'm at Starbucks and I say, no cup, or no lid, you know, and then they double cup it and put the lid on. And I'm like, ah, you just did twice as much as I didn't want to do. But sometimes they have the, the mug still. So you yeah. can go in and do that if you need to. But it, there's, it's just, again, being more conscious. Yep. Absolutely. And what can we do but just one little thing at a time, and that's how we make big changes. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to take our last break. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Get away for the day to the Center for Wooden Boats on beautiful Camino Island. The Center for Wooden Boats is a registered 501c3 nonprofit that promotes Northwest maritime heritage through education, interpretation, and hands-on experience in building, maintaining, and using historic small craft. The Cama Center for Wooden Boats is located at Cama Beach State Park on Camino Island, 60 miles north of Seattle, and is easily accessible by bridge. Rent a boat or spend the day walking more than 6,000 feet of beach and enjoy the sweeping views of Saratoga Passage, Whidbey Island, and the Olympic Mountain Range. Visit cwb.org, that's cwb.org, online for hours of operation, how to rent the waterfront boatman's cabin, and get volunteer or membership information. Parking is provided by Camba Beach State Park, and a Discover Pass is required. Plan your adventure today. Escape to Camano Island for the day at River's Edge Spa and Wellness Center. Owner Katie Kinman's story invites you to step off the treadmill and give yourself the gift of zen. At River's Edge, professional practitioners offer affordable spa treatments that include organic facials, massage, LED light therapy, and reflexology. A healthier life is a series of choices you make daily. Today, choose you. Schedule your appointment at riversedgespa.com or like them on Facebook to see monthly specials. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Deanery. Woo! I 
love being in the flow of life. Okay, then. So, uh, in the studio with me is Laura Elfline. And I just want to mention that you uh, and Terry do the third Friday. Absolutely. Yep. Terry Phelan and And myself. And again, what you two do? We are both working in sustainable building and green building industries. Terry's an architect with Living Shelter Architects. Um, and I am a builder as well as sell infrared heating solutions. So my company is Mighty House Construction and Mighty Energy Solutions. And because you're so amazing, I'm like, I need some help. And you're like, we'll do it for you. And I said, <laughs> yay. But again, every time I hang out with you too, or any of my guests that you bring on, and yeah. they just educate me just a little bit more. And then I just kind of say, oh, wait, I'm going to make some changes. Yeah. You know, Terry and I came together on this show in part because we are – part of a community called the Northwest Eco Building Guild. And um, one of the things, I've, I've volunteered most of my life. I've volunteered for an organization and, uh, or many. And um, I'd have to say that the folks that are involved with the Northwest Eco Building Guild are the, some of the most authentic folks that I know. Like they, we are all just happy to be pushing forward the things that we find important. And you know, it's it's sort of silly because we, we talk about this word co-opetition and we're, we, we are competing with each other. All us builders are competing with each other or all the architects are, but we're happy to lose a job to one of our cohorts at the Eco Building Guild because we know that that person's going to be taken care of. You know, it's harder for me when I lose a job to an unknown, an unknown builder. I always worry about them. Are they going to get the right solutions? Are they going to have a healthy home or are they going to get a home that's full of Rub, rub mm. and make it then sick and are they going to have someone that does inappropriate business practices or are they going to be all good and so I think um, that brought us together and that whole sustainability thing is so important I think it gets confused people don't always know what sustainability is for me it's about finding that sweet spot between what you need and what you want sometimes that's an aesthetic or a function change and healthiness and budget and so I think um, you know trying to find that balance between what it is that you're looking to do whether that's in your home structure or what you're bringing into your home what is it that you're really trying to accomplish what's the task is the thing how do you do that in the most healthy manner that is going to affect is if you're looking for products that are going to be healthy for you the likelihood is they're also healthy for the planet and then they're healthy for our community and the, everybody else around us and the people who have made them and the whole process. And so it's really important to think about the health of a thing. How is it made? What is it going to do when it gets to your home? And then how does that affect your budget? It's not sustainable to do things that are well without, outside of your budget confines. That's not sustainable. You know, I think that happens a lot this holiday season is that people feel this need to give and give better and you know, my kids are after me about the new iPhones. Like, I would spend $1,000 on a phone that my kid's going to lose. Exactly. <laughs> are you kidding me? No way. But they're after me, and it's so hard because they want it so bad. And it's hard to say no when someone wants something so bad. And, but, and people do it all the time. They say yes to the things that they know are outside of their budget, outside of what they approve of in the world, just because they want someone else to feel good. And we need, to, we need to pull back on that a little bit. We need to do things that we know are right and that also um, recognize the person that we're giving it to. I know um, a few people on my 
Facebook feed recently have been talking about how they're not doing gifts or they're not doing something and their family will just have to live with it for the gift giving season. And I thought, you know, yes. And if you're going to give a gift to someone, you want it to be special for them, not you. And so I think, you know, there's a lot of ways to do that. Just think about the person that you're giving to. What is important to them? If you have decided to just give money to uh, organizations and make donations in people's names, don't do it about you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do it on organizations that they care about. You know, it might be a health-focused organization like the American Lung Association. Maybe they have um, lung issues or they have a family member that died from lung cancer. Or, and you want to support them and show that support. Donate in, to the American Lung Association. If you, you know, want to do something like solution-oriented firms, you could donate to Heifer or to Water First. You know, Heifer helps provide training and, um, and livestock and agriculture to impoverished countries and, and communities. And Water First helps provide clean water into communities so they can stop spending all of their time going to get water and bring it back to their community. And those are great organizations, and one of those things might be important to the people you're giving to, and you can just do a little research and find those things out. It might even be a people-focused people organization around like social equity, like Got Green is a fantastic organization uh, trying to work with minorities and get them into more sustainable jobs, at living wage jobs. And uh, a nonprofit called Facing Homelessness that's newer in Seattle, and they're doing amazing work with the homeless and supporting the block project of getting um, small, tiny homes into people's backyards and building community around folks that are underhoused and need to regain a community. Well, I say more creativity, one, mm -hmm. and bring your kids along because my daughter. They, they have money and they buy lots of stuff at Christmas, but two years ago they decided to take Ethan, he was like eight at the time, and have him pick out gifts for a child that didn't have shoes and such. Totally changed his perception on Christmas. Right, right. I think one of the other great things that we have in our area is, I don't know if this is the case in all communities because I've lived in the Seattle region all of my life, but we have a tremendous number of artists that are just fantastic in our communities. And um, one of my favorite things and our family's favorite thing is to go and try to find gifts at the local holiday craft and art markets. There are some amazing ones coming up. Um, you know, Burian's having theirs this weekend. The Duwamish tribe is having their native holiday gift fair next weekend or the 29th through the uh, 30th. Um, art Under 100 that's produced by the South Park um, Arts Association is a total party. They have a DJ, they have beverages of all types and some snacks, and all the artists are committed to having art that is under $100. And we buy probably half of our holiday gift lists at that event. It is so fantastic to be able to support those artists. They have such amazing things. From human beings. From human <laughs> beings. I mean, talk about buying local. I mean, some of the artists there are from the region, but a lot of them are from South Park, Georgetown, West, like the South Seattle. Rainier Beach is having uh, theirs December 7th. And they're, you know, they're also focused on bringing in folks from their community. I think I always see about maybe 50-50 of folks from that immediate neighborhood versus, and they're usually like the new upcoming artists because they have seen it in their neighborhood. 
And then you have folks from the region that are just um, trying to do what they do best and keep afloat. <laughs> and so support them. I used to do the Taste of Health and Inspiration for the holidays. And basically it was a handmade. Uh, it could be soaps or candles, mm-hmm. jewelry, uh, local, which is, of course, you're buying from the person that makes the thing right in front of you. Artists, musicians. I'd had Seastar come out, she sang. I had winemakers come out, uh, raw chocolate, Jody's down in Green Lake. I mean, it was people that are still in business, or Tristan Classic, and you give a box of vegetables. or But you're literally taking the person, uh, uh, Northwest Canopy Tours. All those people would come to my event. You buy the music, the CD from the uh, uh, musician. You basically um, buy the art from the artist. And it was probably my best. It was seven of them I did. Seven years. That's when uh-huh. I got rid of Christmas. But <laughs> that was a really great thing. And I still follow those rules that I want to mm-hmm. make sure that I know who made the product because I'm allergic to lavender. And yesterday I almost got a facial with lavender. But I could ask. I could talk. She mm-hmm. read the labels. And my right. face didn't swell up. You know, yeah. it's really important Oof. to know who's making your stuff. So, again, I'm going to give a shout-out to Soaring Heart one more time. Yeah. Amazing company they in Bellevue. Amazing, for sure. You know, Second Use also does a handmade market. And what's one of the things, Second Use Building Materials in Seattle. And one of the cool things about their market is that a lot of the artists are using salvaged materials in their art, too. So it's that reduce factor again. You know, they're starting from something else before they even um, produce. And that's December 14th recycling i know it's so great and at these events too i think you know when you say arts and and so forth sometimes people think it's going to be expensive um and it's oftentimes not my kids also find gifts for their friends and uh each other at these events and so there's definitely price points and items for everyone and van was talking about memories the things I have not given up are the letters that my son wrote when he forgot Mother's Day. You know, it's, it's the things, Mom, you're the best mom God gave me. Or, you know, it's those little things that they handmade or gave to me from their heart, yep. you know, with their handprint. Or Those are the things I guess are the, I still have those things right. in a box. But in the end, I get more out of that. In fact, my daughter just texted me a letter I wrote her for Christmas. So I don't give gifts. I just wrote each kid um, a letter as adults. And she just still thinks that's the coolest thing. <laughs> and when I see that from a 35-year-old, I'm like, yay. <laughs> so there's yeah. so many things we can do. So many things. And, of course, there's all the handmade gifts. I mean, people really do love to eat. <laughs> and so giving foods that you've made that are amazing, like, that's totally a cool gift. It doesn't have to be. And, you know, one of the things that I really miss is that there was this organization called CoolMom.org, and they were a focus group on um, climate change and moms and how we can make a difference as moms and they would do a toy swap every year it was the coolest toy swap ever I didn't not buy one gift those years that that toy swap was going on that um, that was new I only got from the toy swap and it was amazing and one more thing is you can give a gift any time of year right you when I have a friend can. that says Dina I was thinking of you and I they hand me <laughs> something I just I get so emotional because it's when you're thinking of that person, and maybe I was down that day, and it, and it really did change my life. So it doesn't have to be one day a year. Uh, and so we're just trying to help you maybe come up. If you pick one thing and, and you mm-hmm. got something out of the show, then our work is done. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll be back next month. Yeah, next month, third Friday. Ooh, right before Christmas. Yes. Yay. <laughs> you'll be here for the solstice. Awesome. Uh, so I guess we're going to leave the show. We're going to uh, play Legacy of Green. Uh, it's from our album, Coming Back Again. You can get that on my website, Dina at dina-marie.com, or it's on Strange Earth Records. You can go check them out there, too. 
Facebook.com. Thank you, Van Connor, for being in the studio. And thank you, Laura. And thank you always, Benny, for being who you are. Join us next week for more people, place, and activities that will lift your spirits.